Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see, I will Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. That's Acts chapter 1 verses 12 through 14 and I am reading from the English Standard Version today. And what grabs my attention here, Andrew? I don't have any desire to make you feel guilty or even to make me feel guilty, though I have to tell you, every time I read this, I feel a little bit guilty. I think about them being devoted to praying, and I have to ask myself the question, if anybody were to record my life, would they say, here's Edwin, he's devoted to praying? Mm. Prayer. Let's mm-hmm. talk about prayer. I, let, let's, I want to get some encouragement about prayer and and uh, just talk about praying. Yeah, let's talk about praying. So I know that uh, a lot of times we um, we go to prayer and we feel the need for prayer when things are going poorly, um, and uh, there's a, a you know we're going through a difficult season or circumstances arise. We're, we're humble, we're low, uh, and it's good for us in some respects to know that God has the answer, God has the power. I am not; He is. That's healthy and that's positive. I will say this, it is interesting here in Acts and in this little text that we're talking about today, I don't know that this is that season where all the wheels are coming off. Um, you know, interestingly enough, what we've been talking about and what we've read in the chapter so far, Jesus has arisen and it's demonstrated by many proofs and they are witnesses. They're witnesses to his resurrection, they're witnesses to now his ascension. They have been assured by angels that he is going to return. They have a great mission. that They're going to be witnesses to this truth, and they're going to bring the gospel to places. And so I don't know that this is the prayer uh, in the season of, of broken and, every, and everything's wrong, uh, but it is appropriate to have prayer in times of great anticipation. What's going to happen next? In times looking for um, direction. Where should I go? What should I do? Um, and and guidance, right? And and so I guess I'm just just saying all that to say that one of the first things I observe in this text is you know when things are going great and you're feeling wonderful about the sun coming up tomorrow, that's the time to pray. They're excited. Yeah, they're excited. They don't know what's going to happen next, but they know it is going to be big. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. And they're going to be a part of it. And they're going to be a part of it. And they're just waiting for it. And so they're praying. Mm-hmm. They're praying. They're, yeah, they're, there's no persecution going on right now for them. You know, they're not. I, I don't know exactly what they expect to happen once this message gets out. But again, they're not being dragged off to prison right now. We're going to find later. Right. With Acts chapter 12. Starting, yeah. you know, James gets taken. Yeah. He gets executed. Yeah. Peter's taken captive, and what does the church do? It comes together and prays. Prays, praying all night Pray, pray, pray. So yeah. there's there's one of those dark days, and mm-hmm. what did they do? They prayed, because in that moment, they knew they were dependent upon God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's a moment. Things are good. Anticipation. What do they still know? Still dependent upon God. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the keys. I can't remember if I read this somewhere. I know I've included it in some of my teaching 
on prayer. I'm sure I got it from someone, but right now I can't remember who. But whenever we start talking about what keeps me from praying. So, so, so when you've talked to people about what what hinders us from praying, what kind of things do people say? Uh, well, the big one I hear is, I don't know how. I don't even know where to start. I don't know how. Yeah. Don't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, w- wouldn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just people can start coming up with, with reasons. And, and, and I don't want to act like they're all excuses. Some of them are good reasons. I don't know how. That's, that's, that's a pretty decent reason. Again, I can't remember where I read this, if I heard another preacher say this, but it's an illustration that stuck with me. I want you to imagine for a moment that um, after we got done with our devotional here today, your phone rang, and, and this is a terrible, awful illustration. I'm sorry. But Maybe Julie, we should do a different Ju- one. <laughs> Julie calls you. Julie calls you and says, hey, I just got called from the school. Something's going on with, uh, with uh, Aaron or Olivia or Owen. And uh, y'all take him to the doctor and find out here's this disease. It's a terminal disease. And then the doctor says, but I tell you what, there's a cure. There's a cure. We've got a cure. It's worked 99.9% of the time. The problem is the cure costs $750,000. And you don't have it. Let's just say that you don't have it. I know you don't. $750,000, you don't have it. (laughs) And you're looking over there at the bank. You know the bank has it. And so you're trying to figure out, I'm going to start, I'm going to start, I got to get this money. I got to get this money somehow. Would you sit back and say, yeah, but I don't know how to ask people for that money. I don't have time to ask people for that money. Uh, I wouldn't know what to say if I were asking people for that money. I'm not sure if people would give me that money. Or would you start asking people for money? Banks, businesses, neighbors, friends, family. Which, what do you think you would do? So the illustration is to come to understand, or when we understand, that God is the only source for the help and the aid. Uh, a lot of that, uh, a lot of those excuses go away. You know, you have a you have a greater desperation and a, a fierce understanding. I have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Uh, you 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 lose all of the apprehensions. When I understand my absolute, utter need and dependence, I start praying. I start praying. And it's in that, in that scenario, terrible, awful scenario, and I'm glad that's not the situation that, neither, that either of us are in right now. But in those moments when we realize, I need this, all those excuses and all those reasons vanish away. The thing about prayer, and and what I learned from that when I read it or heard it was just that idea that for all the specific things I can say that keep me from being devoted to prayer at times, ultimately, the, the, the thing that's going to devote me to prayer is the recognition I need God. So with the prayer also, um, you know, uh, Luke has given us some time markers here, you know, 40 days the uh, proofs were demonstrated, etc. Jesus tells them to go and to wait, right? They're going to get power on high. But h- how long are they waiting for that? When's that going to happen? Uh, I think that's the other part of this. We know that something big is about to happen. We know we're totally dependent on God. But when is that going to be? And I think a challenge in prayer is... Um, uh, so many times I'm operating on my timetable, 
and uh, and not recognizing, no, this needs to run on God's timetable. Sometimes what I'm praying for <laughs> is patience. Although be careful praying for patience because you might have to learn it. <laughs> you might have to learn it. I've, I've learned God does not give me patience by just saying, oh, yes, let me turn up the patience dial. God has tried to give me patience by saying, here, let me put you through something. <laughs> let me put you through something. That way you learn patience. But yeah, they didn't know what was coming. They didn't know when it was coming. But what they did know is whenever it hit, who did they need most? Yeah, they're going to need God. Need God. God's the one that's going to get them there. God's the one that's going to carry them through. And so what are they doing? Devoted to prayer. I'd see a communal aspect of this prayer as well. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's um, neat as you go through. And I, and I thought you did a really fine job reading all those names. Thank you. Um, I try it's, hard. It's not just Theophilus that seems like the didn't catch on. <laughs> There's a few names in there you don't meet. You don't meet a whole lot of Alpheuses today. Not very many Bartholomews. Um, maybe maybe one, or you two. know. But you did good. You Thanks. did good. Um, and but then in, in you ring verse fourteen, Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Ah. Um, you know that's that's a huge reversal that we may read over rather quickly, uh, but going from the gospel accounts, uh, where when he runs, or I shouldn't say runs, but when, when we are introduced to his brothers, they're trying to get him to come home. They're trying to call him down. They're, um, you know, a little frustrated. Think who, he's got a demon. Yeah, who do you think you are? Um, and so, you know, at this point in the story, it's it's proofs for the apostles. But now his mother and his brothers are persuaded and that, that he's the son of God. And they, they have left that uh, call him down, bring him home camp. You're going you're gonna to affect the family name. To now they're in the prayer circle. We're, we're right with you, apostles. We're praying also. Mm-hmm. Not to get us off the prayer topic, but you know, that, that makes me think of what we've talked about the last couple of days. It leaves us with that question, what happened? Yeah. I mean, what would have to happen for me to say, you know what? I think my brother was the Messiah. He died and resurrected. I'm going to believe it. I mean, it it does not shock me at all when I read the Gospels that the brothers are like, no, no, not you. I mean, Nazareth is like that. A prophet's not without honor except in his own country. So it does not surprise me at all that the brothers say, no, not you. In fact, no matter how many proofs they saw, I could understand why they might say, no, I grew up with you, not you. Well, yeah, and even to think about uh, concluding prayer in the name of the Lord or in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My brother's name. Something happened that caused his brothers to say, you know what? Yeah, Jesus is not only my brother. He's my Savior, and he's my Lord, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to follow him. And uh, one of them, James, becomes one of the biggest leaders in the Jerusalem church. Right. Writes a letter that we read Mm -hmm. to Christian Jews that were dispersed. Another brother, Jude, writes a letter. Powerful stuff. And and then we get, okay, bringing it back to prayer. Yeah. And here they are saying, you know who I need? You know who I need right now? What I need most right now is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pray. Mm-hmm. I need Jesus. Today we need Jesus. So let's wrap up here with a prayer. Go ahead. Let's do. Let's pray together. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the day. Thank you for the time that we could spend looking at the text. And Father, we pray that it's teaching us and teaching us today, particularly about prayer. And, uh, you know, uh, depending on who's listening right now, it might be a, a really dark season and a difficult circumstance. God, it may be a, a wonderful time of anticipation and just wondering what, what another day may hold. 
But Father, we know that you hold the day, that you are in control. Help us to learn and to confess our dependence upon you. Thank you, Lord, in your good grace of hearing our prayers and answering them. We entrust ourselves to you and to the true Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm Edwin. I'd like to invite you to worship with us at the Livingston Avenue Church in Lutes, Florida. You can find everything you need to know about us at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional blog. The link is in the show notes. Our theme song was sung by Michael Eldridge. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. Have a great day. Every tear wiped away.